And welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. My name is Dave. Zoom, 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 zoom. You ready for Star Wars? I mispronounced it. It's The Star Wars. My bad. The Star Wars. The Star Wars. <laughs> I think I am. I actually have to get my girlfriend completely caught up in all the Star Wars series because she was sheltered as a child. Why are you going to torture her? I'm, she's not going to like them old ones, man. <laughs> like she, so I'm not, even, I'm not expecting to see it this week. So she has to plow, like try to get through those movies. And I don't think she has it in her. Well, I will not be going to see the movie for many reasons, but the main reason is that I am going to be at Vanna's final show ever. That should be pretty good. Yeah, it's going to be a great show. Lots of great bands on the bill as well. Plus, I am meeting Ty, our producer and former co-host of Ian Hates Music, for the first time. Oh, first time, huh? So I'm very nervous. Very, very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. That should be a good time, but I don't have time to see zoom, 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 zoom. going to miss it. <laughs> I hope that pisses everyone off <laughs> going zoom, <Goodbye>. zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. But you know what? To get me away from doing all that, how about we start the show? Let's go. All right, Dave, it is scene news time, and we begin today with code orange billboards that are up on Times Square. That is a little weird. It is. I know people are fearing that uh, code orange is about to sell out. (laughs) Yeah, I would not think so, ever, ever, ever. They don't seem to be a band that would do that. No, but that's that's the word. (laughs) Right. But... That is what people have to do for the Grammys. You have to put out the name so that everyone knows that's the person that you should vote for. Because once again, the Grammys are not based on fan voting. Yeah. It's a whole different scheme. It's the same way, I think, for like the Golden Globes and maybe, I don't know, the Tonys and the Oscars. I think you have to put out for your consideration stuff, I think. I don't know. I'm not an industry guy. Surprise. Surprise, everyone. I am not an industry (laughs) guy. But, you know, I thought that album was pretty disjointed, but I did like the parts that weren't disjointed. Like, I did enjoy that album. I think people can look back to the review. I believe that's when Jackson was on the show. And he hated it, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I don't want to put words in his mouth. I I liked a lot of it, but there were some really weird choices that they made production-wise and also like tempo change and editing-wise that I thought were very strange. But I really want them to do well in the Grammys. Like I want bands that I know that I enjoy their music to do well. Yeah, it's pretty cool to just see that in Times Square. (laughs) That speaks for itself alone, you know? I think if I were to see my favorite band anywhere on that type of stage, I'd be super excited. I would just yell, sell out. (laughs) If I saw... David put Dance Gavin Dance posters all over (laughs) Times Square. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we'll say also for another band that was nominated for the Grammys, August Burns Red has been all over every single music site 
and it comes up with something I got an email to a for your yeah. consideration email, which I thought was really <laughs> weird. Yeah, I'm I'm not to check my email. I'm not sure which uh, search engine got you uh, tagged your email from somewhere. They always do. <laughs> they, they always, always do. do. But yeah, they came up, and then I mean, while we're on the topic, we might as well also mention that August Burns Red have announced their 15th anniversary show as well as taking place in ugh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Don't even, yeah, I know, don't get me started. <laughs> but it's at Launch, which is actually a really cool event. It's just yeah. a surprise that Launch happens in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Yeah, surprising anything happens in Pennsylvania. Seriously. It's very true. It's so weird that there are so many like really good bands from Pennsylvania. Yeah. Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Michigan. A lot of the post-hardcore scene came from there. And oh, yeah. I know why. It's because it's so damn boring. Yeah. What else are you going to do? Get together with your buddies oh, yeah. and make great music. Yeah. Knock Loose is from Lexington, Kentucky, I think. <laughs> so that's just it, it, it's funny to think about. And by the way, since we're on the topic, we're going to bounce around a lot. Another tour that was just announced was the Motionless and White Tour. They're going out with Every Time I Die, Chelsea Grin, and now Ice Nine Kills. That's going to be a fucking killer tour. Yeah. I, I would still be most excited to see Ice Nine Kills because I have yet to see them. That's a surprise. Yeah. But yeah, I hope... Wait, are they going anywhere near you? I, I'm pretty sure. I, Ice Nine Kills have popped up on my like my band's uh, app like three times. Oh, and I see it right there. Columbus, Ohio at Express ooh. Live on March uh, 10th. Yep, yep, I got that today. Yep. Better fucking get that ticket, man. Get it now. Will they do any type of like VIP if they're not the headliner, you think? Ice Nine Kills? That's a tough one. I don't know about that. Sometimes that really pisses me off when like my the band I really want to see, they aren't the headliners, so they're not doing the VIP. But I mean, if Motionless and White was doing one, I'd go for that too. Yeah. But side story. <laughs> so let's get to some real news let's get to some real news right now dave this is the news we've all been waiting for dennis stoff who dennis stoff that's right <laughs> the ex-lead singer of asking alexandria he did one album with them i'm sure people know we have talked about this at length i believe when yeah. all the quote-unquote controversy happened with him i actually really really like that album that yeah, was a highlight for me of, I believe it was 2016, right? The Black? Um, Maybe 15. I, I, don't, it, I don't remember. Uh, 2016, March 25th. Yes, once again, <laughs> Ian keeps his streak of always being right. <laughs> but yeah, he did a terrible interview. An absolutely yeah, worthless, worthless interview. <laughs> Yeah. Where he didn't answer any questions, basically. Said he had a new band, but I don't even remember him mentioning anything or no, being like... I don't, if he, I don't think he said the, the, the new band name, even. No, I don't think so. And that would be... There's some type top secret shit. Yeah, I don't want to teach you anything, Dave, because I'm sure you already know. But, you know, with Ian Hates Conversations, there are certain questions you ask bands. And if you yeah. happen to know their name, then you say the name. And maybe you don't have to ask them what their band name is but if you don't know the band name you should probably ask about it and then maybe ask when the new music is coming out that's what one would think you know but this was such a boring ass interview <laughs> yes. look some people aren't very good at podcasting some people aren't very good at interviewing 
it just depends on yeah. where you work, right? Yeah, I, I just like whoever was inter- the interviewee here. He didn't really, he wasn't interested in the content. I feel like he was more interested in possible drama by the sounds of the questions. Well, then he should have really gone into those questions a little bit more because yeah. we still don't know why Dennis Stoff left asking Alexandria. No. We don't know anything except that there is an issue in the Ukraine, which we all yeah. knew yeah. about. Yeah, there's That's been an issue, yeah. okay? He didn't mention that he actually went back to the Ukraine. He didn't mention what he did in the Ukraine. He didn't mention anything about it except that there was and still is a conflict there and that asking Alexandria couldn't wait for him. Yeah. But that still doesn't seem like that was the real answer because of what asking Alexandria had said in the past as well. Yeah, because there there was so much drama around that for so long. There's more to the story, definitely. Or it's all made up just for more drama. Who I don't really give a shit. Um, next week is the new album from Asking Alexandria. So yep. we can compare and contrast. We can. We can do a direct comparison to The Black yep. and see yep. how they hold up. So yeah, once again, a nothing interview. But that's what clickbait is sometimes, you know? Yeah. Watch out for those. By the way, click on the ianhates.com link. It's in the <laughs> description. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now a quick one. Beartooth is recording the new album. And once again, it looks like Caleb is doing everything. Yeah. He's extremely talented. Yeah. It's just got to be so weird, right, as a band? I don't know. Does he just pick yeah, yeah. up people for tours and whatnot? I think so. Um, it's just odd to find someone to be on board to do this. I mean, now, obviously, Beartooth is such a big name. I mean, people will probably jump all over it to help him. But, yeah, he's doing all himself again. I'm sure it'll be great. Um, I'm not sure I can say aggressive was better than sick and disgusting. I would not say that. Yeah. So, but by the we'll way, you happens. sound super enthusiastic. I'm not. I'm not. I'm scared of both asking Alexandria and this Beartooth album. <laughs> it's understandable. It is understandable. Well, we'll see. I mean, Beartooth will probably be out sometime early 2018. I would yeah. hesitate to guess that, at least. And then yeah, also, then... we know when AA is coming out. So, yeah. Um, it's just, I mean, if it's a shit album, I mean, these, these bands that we're talking about right now are such big front runners and headliners in our scene of music. So, when they drop a turd, it's not a good Language. sign, you know? <laughs> I don't want to see this being torn, uh, toured across the United States and trick me into going to a show, you know? Well, that's the thing. I mean, I would assume that when Beartooth is done, they'll do a headlining tour, I would think. I would think that they are on headlining tour tier now, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. So they'll do that, and then... AA and Black Veil Brides are going out in early 2018. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm not going to that show. I'm thinking about it. It's in Worcester. <laughs> so I'm thinking about it. I just want Black Veil Brides to play Knives and Pens over and over again. Have you ever, have you seen them play that live? I have. It was fucking awesome. Multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> That's really the only song I like by them. So I like that whole album. Okay. Sweet Blasphemy, really fucking mm-hmm. good. But then they're kind of iffy from then on. But like I said, I do like the new singles. So All right. we'll see. We'll We're see. about to do for another one. 
I think album's early. I think it's in January or February. Yep. All right. Next song, quick news. As Cities Burn have already announced before, I believe, that they are reuniting for one show. It now turns out that they're going to jump on a small tour with Emery as well, which is pretty damn cool, but they are far away from me. So, Yeah. That's a cool that's a cool one to be a part of. So next up, a follow-up from last week when we reported on Melanie Martinez and the person who accused her of rape. And there had been not really a back and forth. There had been a small statement made from Melanie that said, yes, this happened, but it was not rape. And yeah. now she has followed up on that by taking like precise timeline instagrams twitter whatever i didn't go that far into detail i don't care what social media it was but people were posting like hey here's this post from a month after where this girl is saying here's me and my bestie melanie and then melanie you know posted that and said look at these dates why would you pose with someone and say that this is your best friend if i was a rapist yeah so it is interesting but what i would also like to mention In the original statement by the accuser, she did mention that they continued to be friends after that. Yeah. So I don't know. This is such a mess. (laughs) It is. And really, this doesn't really answer any questions because, once again, it's about feelings. It's about how that person felt in the moment. So it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if that person was able to get over it. And then still continue to be friends because some people do block things out. Some people also emotionally hits them later on in life. We, I mean, we're seeing that a lot, right? We're seeing yeah. a lot of people come out after 20 years and yeah. say that something permanently scarred them. So who knows? But we did want to at least follow that up. Maybe it wasn't what it was meant to be in the beginning. I, I don't know. I don't know who's right here. No, I don't either. I know it's... Either way, it's going to affect her and her career by the end of it. I'd imagine so. Yeah. All right. Here are some quick news ones. So, friend of the show, famous last words. This is pretty much breaking news because it just happened like an hour ago, I want to say Mm -hmm. maybe. They announced on Facebook that they are no longer with Revival Recordings and they wished all the other bands on the label good luck and they said they would have more announcements coming soon. If you announce you're leaving a label, that means it wasn't a, on good terms. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, I remember when Migosh left Revival. Yeah. It seemed like that was on pretty good terms. Okay. But I don't know. It, it's possible. I don't know. You know, obviously people know my love for Revival. They know my love for Famous Last Words. So yeah. I don't know. I think Famous Last Words needs to do what's best for them. Right. Yeah. So they don't think they're getting what they need from Revival. If their contract just expired and they decide not to resign, that does kind of mean there is probably other issues. But they also have lost members. So maybe they're trying to figure that kind of thing out. Maybe they want to figure out the direction they want to go in. That's also possible. It is just weird to think they probably put out maybe their best album to date with revival because the incubus is fucking amazing Mm -hmm. so to put it on the label and then say oh we're actually gonna move on within the same year yeah that's odd very odd the only thing i can possibly think just from an outsider's perspective because i don't get to talk to jt on a regular basis 
when I saw them here in Boston, when I did the VIP, talked to JT, saw all the guys, that was a really weird tour that they were on. And it didn't seem like it was promoted as well as it could have been. Yeah, that sucks. So I don't know. Really... Yeah, who's responsible for that? I don't know how that kind of stuff works. But that tour should have been much bigger. And they probably should have been on a better tour as in like better surrounding opening acts and everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because those guys are way too talented. Mm-hmm. So they need to be uh, bigger than I've seen than a couple are. bands in that situation before. I feel bad for them. Right. Yeah, so maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe not. Who knows? There's lots of stuff that's going on. Hopefully, I'll be able to catch up with them at some point and see what the deal is. But just an announcement, they are no longer with Revival. Yep. So here's like a help wanted section for Ian Hates Music. (laughs) The local band in Mass right now, Eyes on Satellites, who I've talked about multiple times about how good this band is, they are looking for a new drummer. So if you happen to be in the area, somewhere here in Mass, maybe even New Hampshire, you know, somewhere around the area, they're looking for a new drummer. They make really fucking good music. They tour, they play local shows, they do a lot. So this might be a good band for you to look into if you are a drummer. Yeah, that'd be fun if I was a drummer and I lived around there. That's what (laughs) I would do. (laughs) And if you were good at drumming. Yeah, if I I had any idea on how to drum. (laughs) Very true. I'll give him your number. Thank you. <laughs> now, a another quick one. Dave, you brought this to my attention right before the show. The CEO of Rise Records, his name is Craig Erickson, is no longer the CEO of Rise Records because he stepped down today. Yeah, and I think I know why. Oh, go ahead. I think he wants to get out of there before that of Mice and Man. Out oh, <laughs> I knew it. Wait a second. You know what? You're right. I have a statement right here. He said, finally, I need to make amends. I am responsible for Cold World. (laughs) And everyone goes, you're right. We'll have your head for that. (laughs) And he he stepped down. (laughs) (laughs) No, it really just seems like he wants to do something else with his life. Like it doesn't, I mean, at least from the outside, it doesn't look like he was pushed out. It looks like he's starting yeah. some restaurants or something and probably just wants to change the pace. So now he's gone. Yep. And Rise Records has been extremely successful. So going out on a high note. Yeah. And I'm going to put my hat into the ring. Rise, I know you listen to Ian Hates Music a lot. I'm willing to do this job. I think I can do it very <laughs> well. First thing I would do is listen to the new Of Mice and Men. <laughs> And give them, them lots of notes. No, no, no. You can't just drop them in. <laughs> I'm going to just give them a lot of notes. Yeah. They'll work on things. And then we'll take it from there. <laughs> we'll work on things. Yeah, we'll work <laughs> on things. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll have news when they replace the CEO. Because I didn't see anything that said yeah. someone was stepping up. Nope, not yet. Until I get there. <laughs> All right, Dave. For our last story in scene news, I think this one's going to be a real fun one. So why don't we get into it? This doesn't even take place in America. This is in Middlesbrough. (laughs) This is in Middlesbrough, England. And this is a pub, or I guess a venue partially, that books rock shows. And they have, quote unquote, put out a ban on female-fronted rock bands. Now, I'm not going to say the name of the place. Because we don't need to publicize this. But the 
debate is an interesting one. So, Dave, I want to yeah. get your opinion on this first. Um, <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, I don't know how this is even a thing. Um, I I know if that that shit happened over here, the place would be burnt to the ground, or people be outside with big signs for until the place closed. So it's kind of surprising to see. Um, apparently, the people over there don't really enjoy female fronted rock music. They can't sing it, according to this fellow. Yeah, it's it's a strange concept. So first of all, no one should have even picked out that there's a quote unquote ban. Because really, it's not a ban because they mentioned that next year they're having a female-fronted rock band come and play in the pub. (laughs) So obviously, Uh it's not a ban, technically. Yeah. The other part of it, too, is that they're saying that women can't sing the parts of men. So I don't Mm -hmm. know if they're technically saying, like, if it's a cover band, that a woman can't sing the male parts of rock (laughs) songs. Like, I don't know. But... The real reason that the guy is saying this, and obviously it is for publicity because any publicity is good publicity. You've heard the stupid I'm say publicity, publicity, publicity all the time. Apparently it's my new word for the day. But he just said, hey, my regulars, the ones that come in here all the time, and there are such things, believe it or not, people. It's not, I know there are millennial bars and everything where people come in there for one drink and they've got their fedoras on and then they never go back to that bar because that bar was so yesterday. Like there are bars that people come in on a regular basis, maybe four to seven times a week, maybe even more than that. And maybe even more. Yeah. And they spend a lot of money. You know, it's not like, oh, hey, Norm, here's your free drink. No, they spend money at the place. Families tend to usually hate them. Say again? I said their families tend to usually dislike them. Or they don't have families. Or it's better yeah. because One or the other. Yeah, they're not a drunken slob around their families yeah. all the time. But so he says that the regulars at the bar do not like the female-fronted bands. So he's saying that in order to keep his regulars happy, he doesn't want female-fronted bands. And so as a business proprietor, you have to weigh things out, right? Even if a female-fronted band has people that will come to the show, so if they make whatever quota, if they sell as many tickets as they're supposed to, who knows? I don't know what their ticketing scheme is at a pub. But let's say they have to bring in 20 people. If that band does get 20 people to come in, but those regulars are 30 people, and those 30 people said, we don't want to hear this, and we're not going to show up if that band plays, then that bar is going to lose money. No matter what. So it is a very sexist thing to say, hey, we're not allowing female-fronted bands to come here. But as a business owner, he should be justified technically by doing that. Like, What should have happened, probably, is that he just didn't tell anyone this and then just didn't hire, you know what I mean? Just didn't hire female-fronted bands. But it's the same, I mean... It's the same argument that people have had for gay rights, right? Is that, you know, hey, someone goes into a bakery and they want a wedding cake for a same-sex marriage. And then the people happen to be Christian or whatever religion doesn't like gay people and says, no, we're not going to make this cake for you because we don't believe in it. Well, then guess what, guys? Go to a different store and take money away from that store. But... It is also 
the opposite way of things that happen, you know, in the fucking 50s and shit where if you were a different color, you couldn't go and buy food and all that. So there is a very tricky way that you have to navigate through all this. You hope yeah. that everyone would be inclusive and let everyone into their areas, right? And you would also want to say, and I'm sure people have said it over the internet and over everything, there are lots of really shitty guy-fronted bands, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, so you're telling me, what would they do if maybe, like, you see female-fronted bands? What if Kellen Quinn wants to go there? Oh. <laughs> well, he also did say, if anyone is going to play anything from gossip, you're banned. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're banned. banned. You're banned. Uh, I, the way I've always been is that if you're a private business owner, you should be able to refuse business to whoever you want. And I'm saying yeah. this as a person who, if they refuse business to me, I would still not agree with them. I'd be pissed because I couldn't buy something that I wanted. But then yeah. what I would do is not buy things from that person, go spend my money somewhere else and let those other people profit from me and then probably tell people like, hey, this is what yeah, happened to people. me. Yeah. Don't go to this place because this place fucking blows. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but my my job, I wouldn't think, would be to make that person sell to me. My job would then mm -hmm. be I'm going to figure out a way to hurt that person's business. Because yeah. even if this yeah. guy goes, oh, I see all the backlash that I've been getting. I am going to allow female-fronted bands to play here. Why would any female-fronted band go play there? You're yeah. not going to change anyone's <laughs> minds. He doesn't really care. He's not like, oh, I all of a sudden like female-fronted bands. Uh -huh. It's just a money thing. <laughs> so why not just be like, yeah. well, fuck you. Let's just have all bands say, you know what? No, fuck you. We're not going to play at your place. Even if you yeah. retract what you said, we're still not going to do it. Then that way, the guy's money is only coming from the regulars, the ones that he loves so much. Yeah. Now they have to keep him in business without anything else. Yeah. So sorry for the long Which, rant there, but that's yeah. how I feel about stuff. Yeah, it's, it's spot on. I mean, go if someone declines you, just go down the street and... Really, word of mouth is like the, the biggest right. uh, killer in this situation. Like, I don't think you have to boycott. Yeah. But if you let people know, boycotting and letting people know issues are not the same thing. Boycotting is trying uh -huh. to destroy someone's business. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. just taking money away and I'm not trying to change their minds because it's not going to open their minds in any way. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. But yep, I, I also love so many female fronted bands so for me yeah. i'd be like hey fuck you and your regulars you guys have no <laughs> idea what music is so i'm uh -huh. just not gonna come here and watch your stupid shitty you know english radio rock band <laughs> like i don't have to hear another fucking beatles cover band all right yeah <laughs> like, i don't need it <laughs> and if that guy ever wants to contact me i'll give him a list of amazing bands for him to have at his fucking <laughs> shitty pub. <laughs> All right. So that is the end of scene news. Dave, it's time for new songs. It's time. So 
So we have a short list tonight for new songs, but let's begin with Harm's Way, Human Caring Capacity. The album Post Human comes out February 9th on Metal Blade Records. Let's take a listen. Now we've got Tonight Alive, Crack My Heart. The album Underworld comes out January 12th on Hopeless Records. Let's take a listen. Next up, The Anchor, Make It Last. The EP of the same name comes out in February on Manic Cat Records. Let's take a listen. Last up tonight, we have Friend of the Show, Ascent Like Wolves. This is their new track, Inside Out. New music is coming very soon, so why don't we take a listen to this? Here's Inside Out.
Dave, we just went through a huge list of new songs. <laughs> what did you think about this? I don't have too much to complain about. I mean, these genres are kind of all over the place for the most part. Biggest highlight is A Scent Like Wolves. Oh, sure. Um, that's the big highlighted one right on my list. Um, I really enjoyed that song. Yeah. Dude, they're such an underrated band. They really are. That's one of the more underrated bands. Friend of the show, by the way, obviously. I had Al on yep. the show. I also got to see them live at So What. They played in mm-hmm. Dallas the night before, and it was fucking great. Frigid Futures, their album that came yeah. out recently, is so fucking good, and it feels like no one knows about it, and people really I should. Know. So this is just a continuation onto that, and I know they've got new music coming out in 2018, so I am really looking forward to that. Yeah, this is a good sign of very good things to come. People really shouldn't sleep on that band. No. Uh, hopefully people are listening in and they go check this out immediately and check out all their previous work. Oh, absolutely. No, you're really going to enjoy it. And listen to the Ian Hates Conversations yeah. with Al from Ascent Like Wolves because it is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. On top of that, I was very, very pleased with the anchor. Yeah, um, I've been impressed with Manic Cat Records in general recently, yeah. and they're a new label. Right. So I don't know if they've had anything bad we've listened to, honestly. No, no, they haven't, and they have a lot more good that we haven't listened to. Yeah. So yeah, that's a promising, promising label. And by the way, because I have an Ian Hates Conversations announcement, Oh. I just had the founder and owner of Manic Cat Records on the show. So I am going to have that conversation coming out very soon. Good. Uh, yeah. And this is, I just found out the same time you guys did. See? So. Well, days before. <laughs> but yeah, the anchor, I love that dueling male-female vocal thing. Like, I love yeah. that. I've been a fan for a while. So their new EP is coming out in February. And we are definitely going to lock onto that one. Yep, that'll be a good one. But yeah, man. I mean, I wish we had more <laughs> songs to talk about, but really, yeah. I mean, everything's good. Yeah, nothing to complain about. Well, guess what, guys? Dave and I went to separate concerts, and we're going to talk about them. You ready? I'm ready. What a segment change that was. Dave, it is time <laughs> to do a little concert reviewing. So I know you went to a show. Why don't you start off and then I'll hit you after. All right. So I went to see Dayseeker in a Donato's Pizza basement. Sounds good, man. It, it really is. It's the perfect setup, really. Um, I can sit at like, the bar and there's like a pizza elevator behind them. Brings you down to pizza. You order from upstairs as soon as you walk in. They ask you, you want it downstairs. Of course, it's really the perfect setup. Like if the venue is a little bit bigger, I mean, I, I would like to see them make more money. So, sure. but it's still such a fun experience. And I talked to Rory for a while. Nice. And he informed me of their record recording some new songs and um, doing some acoustic tracks in Michigan right now. I so heard. look for some more stuff from them pretty soon. Um, I, I literally stood very front row of this i mean the venue's tiny it really like it can't be 
I was at top 600 square foot, like where you're standing. Sure. We stood the very front. Of course, it was awesome. Talked to him for a while. It was a super laid back show. And it was the last show of their um, their their tour. They were headlining. Right. Or halfway headlining. So it was really laid back. And he had a whole bunch to talk about and had time. I made sure to buy a um, whole bunch of merch from him. Me especially too. being the last show. I know they probably want to make some more money that last last run. Nice, man. Was that it from the show? Was that it from the show? Yeah, I mean, I, I, the other bands were so local. Oh, like, okay. I don't, I don't even know who they were at this point because he didn't know who they were. He got there and he's like, "I'd like to thank, uh, I forgot all the names." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Dayseeker, if you haven't seen them, you're really, 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 really missing out. Oh, for sure. And I think we've talked about that a million times. And I'm gonna make a little hint here, maybe a little spoiler alert. Their album is definitely going to be coming up on our, you know, end of year review, our anniversary show, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And they didn't have the new album in vinyl. I know. I would have bought it too. Yep. But I love Origin maybe even more. So I bought that. Nice. Well done, man. All right. That's cool. Well, look, we've told people a million times, go see Dayseeker, support Dayseeker. They do deserve it. Yes. Uh, So who did you go see? So I went to see Loathe, Varials, Ocean's 8 Alaska, Gideon, and Wage War. That's a lot of bands. It's a lot of bands. And when I showed up at the concert venue, I looked at the timesheet and uh-huh. I was like, holy fuck, I am going to be here all fucking night. <laughs> it was crazy. But like Loathe did a very good job. I got to see mm-hmm. two tracks from them because, of course... The whole new thing now with the venue is it doesn't matter what time you get in line because they're going to start the show no matter what. Uh, sucks. It's so weird. It's so fucking weird. Like, why wouldn't you open the doors earlier so you can get everyone in? Yeah, I, I've, I've been screwed over by that twice now. I was actually early for the show, and still yeah. that happened. So anyways, so I got to see a few tracks from Loathe. I thought they did a good job. Varials came on. And Varials is like hardcore, like knock loose kind of thing. And for anyone that doesn't like hardcore, they're like, I can't tell the difference between hardcore bands. (laughs) I understand in a way. Like I certainly do. But seeing a hardcore band live is always fucking fun. It's it's always better. It really is. So they did a very, very good job. Also a band from PA, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Then Gideon came on, and now I'm not a huge Gideon fan, Okay, but they did a very good job live. My problem with Gideon mm-hmm. is more the lyrical content, because okay. I don't think it's very in-depth. I think it's very basic and generic, uh-huh. but it does work live. That. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I wasn't a yeah. huge fan of their new album, because I was like, eh, I've kind of heard this before, but they do a very yeah. good job live. Yeah, I felt the same way about that album as well. Yeah. But um, hey, at least they're good live. Yeah. And that means I would go see them again live. Like, that's how I would support them, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then probably the thing I was most interested in was when Ocean's 8 Alaska came up. Because yeah. I hadn't seen their new vocalist. I didn't know how they were going to pull everything off, you know, because Hikari is a very technical album. Yes. Which I really enjoyed. I think it's a great fucking yeah. album. And it took the crowd a lot longer to get into their set. But once uh-huh. they did, once they understood what was happening, 
then they really got a good crowd reaction. And that was the thing. The That's crowd cool. was on point for the entire mm. show. But when Ocean's A Elastic came on, they weren't really sure what to do with it. But their vocalist is super talented because he was just going back and forth pretty much by himself. There was one guy, I think the bassist, who was backing him up every once in a while. But he's yeah. doing the high wails. He's doing the high unclean vocals. He's doing the clean poppy vocals plus yeah. the low growls as well all together. Yeah. So it was very cool to see them do that in the new setup and yeah. work everything. So it actually worked out really well. And I would like to see them on a headlining tour sometime yeah. because I think they deserve the time to really like get into a set. Yeah. So is his vocal style kind of similar to like Vela Maya? Yeah. I would say he, that's he, closest. He's doing a lot of work. Yeah, I don't think his clean vocals are as good or not as, yeah. as poppy maybe, but I don't yeah. want to take anything away from him because he's super talented. Yeah, It's just different levels when it comes to that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But that's the kind of band. It's like he's doing everything when it comes yeah. to that. But the guys work their ass off. You know, Small venue worked out well, though. I would definitely recommend people go see Ocean's 8 Alaska. Then Wage War comes on, and I'm looking at my watch. Well, I don't have a fucking mm -hmm. I don't have a watch. It's 2017. I look at my phone and I realize it's like 1050. <laughs> and this isn't like old guy talking kind of thing. This is like, holy yeah. shit, man. A band is coming on at 1050 p.m. on a Thursday. <laughs> I'm just thinking I just finished the show that night. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I am tired as fuck. And now I've been through this whole entire thing. And I still have to get up at five in the morning. <laughs> but they rocked the place. They really did. I've never seen Wage War do poorly at a show. Yeah. It's just a real load of fun, basically. I don't even know why. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to see them live. And I would say also, I think their guitarist who does clean vocals, I think he's yeah. really improved. Okay. And it could be sound quality wise. That could have been a different venue that I saw them before. But I remember that mm -hmm. being a somewhat weaker point of the show. Was, yeah. But this one, you can tell. I don't know what he's done, but he mm -hmm. has improved immensely. And that made me enjoy it a lot more, too. So it's just cool. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Dead Weight's a great album. They're a great band. They deserve what they're doing. I know they work hard and everything. So I was impressed. I don't think we even have to sell for Wage War. I think everyone's going to uh -huh. go see them whenever they can. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my show, and I got out around midnight or so. <laughs> <laughs> and no pizza. No, that sucks. <laughs> so, yeah, I know both of us have a bunch of concerts coming up. The season's starting to heat up, obviously. And like I said, I will have, at least on the next show, hopefully a massive review for Vanna's final show. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm not sure what my indeed. next concert even is. We'll figure it out. Yep. All right, man. You know what that means. It's time for our favorite part of the show. I almost want to say, all right, partner. 
<laughs> Look what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, horrible Limp Biscuit reference. Okay. Dave, it is our favorite part of the show. This is album reviews. This is a strange week. Strange. And I think it's just going to get stranger because this is the holiday time. So whatever. It's like, get this shit out. We need to get something out in 2017. I almost said 2016. Uh 2017 going into 2018. So we might as well start as well. Let's start off with War of Ages Alpha on Face Down Records. This is Christian Metalcore. They're like the Christian version of Bullet for My Valentine. Yeah. Or Bullet for My Valentine are the non-Christian version of them. Yeah. (laughs) Because I did not realize this. This is their eighth full-length album. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a lot of respect for them. My issue, though, and actually maybe we should do positives. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should do positives first. So... I think the guitar work was really well done. I think the balance between the clean and unclean vocals was good. And I mm-hmm. think everyone was talented. I don't think you make eight albums and without being talented, you know? Mm-hmm. So my issue, though, it was very generic radio metalcore sounding to me. Yes. And then also, was. like, I don't know why. It just had that feeling to it. Like it was balancing between metalcore and alternative rock, uh-huh. like hard, heavy alternative rock, I guess. It was, yeah. And then because of the whole Christian metalcore thing, yeah. I heard the lyrics. And then once I hear the lyrics, I go and I read the lyrics. And that's where I disconnect. Where I sign off. Yeah, I can't <laughs> help it. And I like a lot of Christian bands. I mean, obviously, I've had many Christian bands on Ian Hates Conversations. That is not my issue. My issue is when all the lyrics are preachy. Yeah. You know, like, people get the label of Christian before Christian Metalcore, Christian Metal, whatever. Sometimes it's due to what their faith is outside of their music. Other times it's because their music is only for that. Like, that is Mm -hmm. the purpose of the music. Yeah. And when I can't differentiate, when I can't pretend like they're singing about a relationship or they're singing about the strife in the world and not baptism this, God that, and preach and preach and preach, that's where I Mm -hmm. lose it. And that's what this album is. Yeah, it really is. Um, That's exactly where it lost me. I mean, this wasn't really my style of music to begin with. And I knew that kind of going into it, but the lyrical content really, really pushed me away even further. Like you said, I, I hear talent. There's eight, they, you said eight albums. So, I mean, they're doing something right, but just not for me. Even the album artwork yeah. is super religious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like I said, I like a lot of quote unquote Christian bands, but uh, I need to be able to separate that from the music. And with yeah, this band, you can't do it. So once again, that's War of Ages Alpha on Face Down Records. Next up, we have Story of the Year, Wolves. And this is an independent release. This is an independent release because it was crowdfunded. Okay. Which I didn't even know. And I thought that no, was kind of weird that I didn't mm-hmm. know about it. But yes, it was crowdfunded. So the people that crowdfunded, I think, got it a week before we did. And this oh, is their, okay. yeah, 
This is, I mean, they're rock. They're rock, post-hardcore, pop-punk. I mean, they range the gamut or whatever. What's the yeah. what's the saying? They they run the gamut. Mm, they run the gamut. Yeah. That's the saying. Anyway, this is their fifth full-length album. This is their first in seven years, if you don't count the 10th anniversary of Page Avenue, which I don't. So, yeah. first in seven years. It was interesting. I would say... They definitely did capture some of that old story of the year sound. Like I think yeah. I think Dan's voice is very recognizable. Yeah, I would say that. Um I mean now that I know it's crowdfunded, it's a little different. Like maybe they had a little more info on like the, the album artwork they have Metallica style story of the year. Like it's it's in that font. See and I didn't even it has think the Stranger that. Things yes, vibe. Too. There you go. That's what I yeah. latched on to. Yeah. I latched on to a Stranger Things vibe because also I think that's why to me this album is a little disjointed because it's yeah. almost like they infuse some 80s nostalgia stuff. It, yeah, it's cheesy. I mean, I got, I got some cheese whiz out of this album. <laughs> oh, jeez. Cheese whiz. I did. Oh, Jesus. Oh, cheese. Oh, well, we should have brought that up for last band. <laughs> I don't know. Look. I actually think this is a good album. Yeah, I think it's good for what it is. But I mean, I wish I would have put them all down. But there, there is some real cheese ball lyric content. Yes, I mean, I agree. It's just really like bland. I would say, like typical. Like the title told me what the part, what the song was about, almost. Right. Right. Like just that line, I would have been okay with. <laughs> well, like I can understand that. I would say some of the songs are very hit and miss for me, for sure. Yeah. But the ones that sound like old story of the year are the ones that are really good. The ones that sound like an 80s 30 seconds to Mars, I'm not as much a fan of. So (laughs) that's why I'm saying disjointed, because if they had probably kept some of that stuff out, it would have made me feel better. Because, look, I didn't like their last album. I didn't like The Constant. So this, to me, is a little bit of a return to form, and they're also very good live, at least the times I've seen them. Yeah. So I like this band. I just think there were a couple of things that they could have done better on this album. But overall, for an album that really, really flew under the radar, yeah, I think it's a good album. But I mean, it didn't fly completely under the radar because All Press gave it four and a half stars. Of course. Because pretty much the greatest thing ever, right? Yeah, everything is. Everything, of course. 55 minutes is that's pretty long. Yeah, and there's some, you know, there's some filler. There's some filler yeah. for sure. But this was apparently made for the fans because if it's, mm-hmm. you know, pledged for and everything, it's made for the fans. Yeah. So I am interested in this because I do like the band and I did like a lot that was on the album. So if you were a classic Story of the Year fan, I think you're going to like this. I also think this album has the potential of bringing new fans in as well. Yeah. So It it does. Yeah. If you're a new fan and this was all you listened to, I would say definitely go back and listen to Page Avenue. Because for me, you're not going to get better than Page Avenue. Yeah. (laughs) At least for this. You know what I mean? So listen to this. Listen to Page Avenue. Now, I was going to play a track from this you know we've played the singles so i don't want to replay Uh those i was going to play a track but spotify took it off (laughs) 
So yeah. or they took what? it off Spotify. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, that sucks. I'm really glad I didn't wait till today to listen to this album. Yeah. <laughs> so once again, that story of the year, Wolves, and it's an independent release. Next up, we have, in her own words, unfamiliar deluxe edition on In Vogue Records. This is a rock, pop punk, maybe a little post-hardcore band. This is the deluxe edition of Unfamiliar. So we're not going to talk about Unfamiliar because we've already done that. It is a great album. There's no use in doing this again. But basically what you get are two bonus tracks plus three acoustic tracks. Two are from Unfamiliar. The other is from the EP East and West. So I like both of the bonus tracks. And, you know, obviously I like Unfamiliar. It's an amazing album. And the acoustic tracks are good. Yeah. What I don't Uh, really like is I don't like deluxe editions of things when I'm already a fan. Now, if you weren't a fan of In Her Own Words, then this is probably a good album to listen to because now you get bonus tracks to listen to. Yeah. And if I would have waited two years to get this, I'd be pissed. But it's just been one year. So two more great songs and three acoustics. So nothing to complain about. I'm... I listened to those two songs probably the most of anything this week. So, No, I got you. And now, didn't we play one on the show or did we play two on the show? We played right now, so we should play them Smoke Signals. Yeah, let's do Smoke Signals. So once again, that's In Her Own Words, Unfamiliar Deluxe Edition on In Vogue Records. Now we've got Creeper, Christmas EP on Roadrunner Records. This is a goth punk slash, I I tried to make this word up, see if this works. Theatric goth pop band. Theatric goth. Theatric goth. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Look, it's only three tracks, you know, some acoustic-ish tracks Mm -hmm. that sound like regular creeper material but about christmas kind of and then a cover of blue christmas yeah i i was gonna say i like how the other the other the first two songs i think you can relate year round you know right but that that really benefits this yeah technically christmas i guess yeah so yeah look if you like creeper you're going to like this I don't know if you have to go out of your way necessarily for it, but if you're a super fan, you're really going to enjoy it. Like, I enjoyed it because I think Creeper is great. I really enjoyed Eternity in Your Arms. I thought that was a great album. So I like this, but obviously it's three tracks and it was just thrown out there, it seems. Yeah. Not saying they didn't do work on it, but it was a very weird, like, oh, hey, here's a Christmas EP. Yeah. It wasn't bad, though. I mean... I listened to it a couple of times. I mean, I think the f- opening track was the strongest of the of the three. Sure. So, well, so people know what we're talking about. Why don't we play a little bit of "Same Time 
next year. So once again, that's Creeper Christmas EP on Roadrunner Records. And last up, we have Orchard's Idol EP on We Are Triumphant. This is a new metal, alternative rock, radio rock band from Dallas, Texas. It's five tracks, and this reminded me of old school radio rock, new metal. Yeah, I got one for you, man. Oh, go ahead. This sounds exactly like of Mice and Men's album Restoring Force. Yeah, I was going to say old school or middle school of Mice yeah. and Men. And yep. I also, bands like Edema. Yeah. Like it's that old school new metal sound that gets yeah. played on, you know, the fucking radio. And it's yeah. not, here's the deal though, it's not that it's bad. No. It's not bad whatsoever. I think the dual vocals, because I'm assuming it's dual vocals, because they've got, it's not that it's necessarily, you know, post-hardcore and metalcore uncleans, but there are definitely uncleans there. It's that, hey, I'm going to softly sing, and then now I'm mad, and now I'm going to you know yeah. do it. Like, and that's obviously, you know, dumbing it down a bit. You know, we'll play a little bit of a track so people know what we're talking about, but they are definitely going for that nostalgic new metal sound yeah they have definitely. to be it, for sure yeah it's this would be on the radio oh yeah and that's what i'm saying it's not bad by any means but my only real thing about it would be to say i don't think that they stand out from anyone no, else i, I you felt know? like I've, heard, I've i felt like i've heard this a couple times <laughs> yeah maybe more than a couple yeah and that's the difference between them and a band like kane hill like mm-hmm. Kane Hill definitely are going for that old school new metal sound. Absolutely. Yeah. But they've made themselves weird enough that they stand out and that's not only lyrical content, but it's also everything that they do makes them stand out from the pack that's doing the same thing. Yeah. So I'm not saying they should copy the sound or anything, but they need to find a way to be a little bit different from other people. Yeah, I would agree with that. I uh, like it sounded like Restoring Force, the B-sides. Yeah, I could see that, even though I do think they're talented. I mean, you yeah. know, I, you know, you don't want to put down people from playing for playing power chords and stuff. But yeah, I mean, if I want to put them down, I would say it sounded like Cold World. Yeah, I don't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give people a taste. Let's go with Vile Me.
So once again, that's Orchard's Idol EP on We Are Triumphant. That's it, man. That's it. Yeah, short and sweet. That's what happens in December. Yeah. <laughs> so for upcoming albums for 1215, we've got Harmed for All Eternity and Asking Alexandria. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, indeed. Uh-huh. I did hear a clip of one of their new songs. It was just on Instagram or something. Yeah. It honestly sounded pretty good. I put my trust in Matt Good. <laughs> All right, man. I think it's time now for a breakdown from the past. If you think we're going to kiss your ass since you get a good review in your magazine, well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous buzzer, wannabe writer, candy-ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass! Dave, 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 what do you got for me this week? So I've been getting you pretty good the past couple weeks. True. Let's keep the trend going, huh? All right. Are you familiar with the emo, post-hardcore, screamo band, Skyscrapers Walk Among Us? I am. And I think the reason for that is because I think we've done them before. Oh, I didn't mean Skyscrapers Walk Among Us. (laughs) Have you heard of the band? (laughs) It's okay. We can do it because I think it was a really long time ago, possibly. Okay. But I'm pretty sure we've done this. I'm not going to hold you against... I mean, come on. You've been on the show for, what, like four or five months? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, Yeah, I can't blame you. This isn't like Jackson. (laughs) So this band put out one full length, one EP. They're out of Texas. And the lead singer, he communicates with me on my art account sometimes and oh. i didn't know who it was and now i do because look at um, you he posted a throwback picture not too long ago <laughs> gotcha. and if you were to watch any of their music videos <laughs> this guy stands out like a sore thumb what does that mean are you racist or something he is whiter than a piece of paper and yellowish orange straightened hair straight out of 2007 gotcha okay so yeah i really enjoyed this band for their short-lived um, music career, I would say. There were so many gems from like, especially 2009, 2010, you know? I feel like we could do a breakdown for the past every week from that those years. <laughs> I would think their best song will be their, this is the one with the music video I was telling you guys about, mm-hmm. is My Best Friend Is Now My Worst Enemy. You got it.
So yes, we definitely did them before. <laughs> but really. I like them. Oh, I don't know that. I do too much. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but I am a fan. Oh yeah, I I really like that band. So who do you have? So last week's show jogged my memory, and because we were talking about the Italian band sitting the summer out, I had mentioned yeah. the other Italian band that I knew, Hopes Die Last. And now I don't remember. Did you say you remember them or not? Yes. Okay. Is, is this a female-fronted band? Nope. No. Huh. Maybe I don't. It's possible that you don't. They have one music video with a shit ton of views. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were pretty popular in the scene for uh-huh. a little bit. Okay. Yeah, because they had basically two full-length albums and then a few EPs. And by the looks of it, they had a really cool album cover for the album Trust No One. Yeah, the one with the zombie girl. Yes. Yeah, that was about the right time for zombies. That's for sure. (laughs) But what got me interested in them in the first place was the EP Your Face Down. Okay. Uh, That was great. Plus, when I learned that they were Italian, also you know, doing cleans and uncleans in English. Mm-hmm. Back then, there weren't as many bands doing that. So it was pretty yeah. cool to hear that. And now some have gone off and joined another band, but it would behoove you to go back and listen to their previous stuff because it is really damn good. Okay. I actually saw them live in a small, small bar in New Hampshire. <laughs> And I saw it was them and Destroy the Runner. Okay. And I want to say one other band. I can't remember who it was. Damn, that was such... Just showing up there not being able to drink, not even being able to drive, (laughs) and showing up there to this show you would never expect in this small-ass little bar. It was (laughs) hilarious. So I'm going to play the track, Call Me Sick Boy. Fuck yeah. So really, both bands were pretty much in the same vein. It was that kind of screamo post-hardcore. And both work really well. Yeah, very true. So I enjoyed both. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that we did the other band before. (laughs) That's for sure. But it's all right. We'll probably open some more people up to that band anyway. So 
That is the point of breakdown from the past. Dave, I believe it might be hate mail time. I think it's time. Mail, motherfucker. Hate mail time it is. This is when you, the audience, you, the haters out there, can send us mail where we will answer questions. You can get in touch with me through social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Ian Hates Podcast, Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates, and then Gmail, Ian Hates at gmail.com. And we have a quick one today, but because we obviously started talking about Star Wars at the beginning of the show, yeah. it only seemed appropriate. We have a question from Hater Chris who asks us, what our favorite Marvel Universe movie is. Or okay. what is our favorite Marvel Universe movie? I don't know. However you want to say it. Okay. So do you want to do the honors and go first on this one? Or you Never. want me to take it away? You take it away. Okay. What I appreciate the most out of Marvel, I think, is their like characters and character development. Um, yep. Everyone has like their own personality. They're all very strong personalities. Mm-hmm. Um there's no blending and that's for, for the reason of you know, I think I like Civil War the most out of all the movies. Okay. All right. And I think it's because of that. There are so many characters with different backgrounds and personalities that they combine together in a very well put together way. However, there are I mean it's tough to say but there are parts of like X-Men. I know they did X-Men wrong, but yeah, I think they, they also did Parts of X Men, right? Um, uh, some okay. Nightcrawler is forever my favorite, maybe character of all time. So, by the way, you are going off on a tangent because that does not count as Marvel <laughs> Universe. Just so you know, it's only things that are leading up to Infinity War count as the Marvel Universe. Uh, Civil War. I, I'll give it Civil War. All right. Um, I don't. I'm trying to think who my favorite character is out of that. It's tough. Um. <laughs> It's very tough. I, I don't like Captain America. What? Um, I don't like him. You man. fuck face. <laughs> I just don't like the guy. All right. We're going to talk about that some more then. Oh, so shit. for me, there are a lot of great movies in the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe for sure. Okay. I do like Guardians a lot. I definitely yeah. do. But I really can't. I can't put that at the top of the list. I also really like Deadpool. And I really, really yeah. like Logan, but I can't even use them because, like I said, they're not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Even though I'm sure Deadpool probably has jokes in it about Infinity War, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. It's against the uh-huh. rules. So, I too like Civil War a lot. Okay, I think they did a yeah. lot right there. Maybe a little bit too long, possibly. But in general, they made a very compelling superhero movie that had more than just comedy there was a lot of drama and there was meaning behind the drama that was the other thing and really you know you could say sure they had a bad guy but it wasn't Mm -hmm. a super alien bad guy with a swarm of fucking aliens that they have to defeat it was more of internal conflict and moral conflict and that's what made civil war good I think the movie, though, that maybe does it slightly better is okay. Captain America Winter Soldier. Okay, it's a good movie. I, I, I don't want to take away from the movie itself. It's a great movie. I feel like just when they're all compared, like when they're fighting each other, I just 
I have this thing against Captain America. Yeah, we need to get um, in on that because, by the way, so now I'm a comic book guy. Yeah. You know, I might not be uh, the Star Wars guy, but I am a comic yeah. book guy. So <laughs> I never liked Captain America in the comics until the whole series of Civil War. Okay. Yeah, when that came out, what, like 10 years ago or whatever, mm-hmm. that got me into Captain America because I liked his moral stance on yeah. Civil War. So okay. that made the character better, and then I think the movies have made the character better. So that's yeah. why I'm surprised that you can say you don't like Captain America because he has been so good in the movies. And let me rephrase it. Okay, I like what he is and what he stands for and how he does what I don't like, and I think I mentioned my very first episode on the show, I believe Iron Man would kick the shit out of him. Ah. And they made it look like a fight. But then I believe my retort to you was that yeah. Captain America is almost on the level of Superman. He's not there, yeah. but he yeah. he has the strength or a little bit more strength than Iron Man. Okay. So that's that's where you have to remember Captain America was actually Marvel's answer to Superman. So yeah, okay. he's not an alien from outer space that can do everything. And that is, by the way, besides fucking Superman being a milk toast piece of shit, being boring and <laughs> sucking ass. Yeah. That's also something I don't like. I don't like when you have godlike abilities. And I said this on the show before as well. Captain America doesn't have godlike abilities, but his level of power is way higher than people think it is. I don't, okay. Out of the Civil War movie, which which character would you say is the most powerful? Because I know my favorite character, and I had to think about it a little bit, and I believe he's the most powerful one. The most powerful character in Civil War is, what's his name with the Infinity Stone? Vision? Yes, Vision. Vision's yes, the most powerful. That's, yeah, That's my dude, man. Yeah, well. He looks so badass. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> he does. My fa- uh, Black Panther looks pretty damn cool, too. Yeah, I have high hopes for the movie because I think it will be different. But yeah. look, I like everyone in Civil War. There's no character mm-hmm. that I don't like, really. You I know? hate Black Widow. <laughs> what? It doesn't even make She's any so sense. so annoying. Ah. I don't get you, Dave. You're off the show. I know. You're off the show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think Marvel has done, and I know this is Ian Hates Music, and we could easily have this debate on Ian Hates Movies, and we probably have. But... It's okay to take a little break and do something a little bit different. We'll get back to music hate mail questions next week. Marvel's done such a great job in the cinematic universe of building up to Infinity War. They've made characters that people don't care about care aboutable. (laughs) Does that that sound right? Ant-Man? Yeah, no one gave a shit about Ant-Man until Paul Rudd's like, holy shit, Captain America, look at your shoulders. Yeah. There are characters that now you do care about. So yeah, that's what they've done very well. I am looking forward to Infinity War, obviously. I would say mm-hmm. the only thing I didn't like was that the trailer shows way too much. It does. I was going to say that. it Trailers can really hurt um, a movie. They really can. So I'm hoping that there's way more to it. Yeah. But anyways, people should go see that trailer. We've got until May. I'm sure there'll be plenty of other things to talk about. We've got Black Panther coming out. We've got the new Deadpool. But I believe that's the only Marvel stuff because even Deadpool doesn't really count as Marvel anyways. So, or at least Marvel Studios or whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much, Chris, for the question. 
And guess what? This, I think, might be our shortest show ever. It could be. It makes sense. It's December. So yeah. it's fine. And on that note, that means time to end the show. All right, Dave, do that thing you do. Okay, guys, keep uh keep at it with us on social media. Uh, I know we're both getting mail. Ian's still busy. Hopefully, this episode being a little bit shorter is gonna be- benefit him a little bit. But um, just go to Ian hates and anything really. Um, but you can find me too on Facebook. I know most of you have me on Facebook as of now. More and more of you are added to different groups every day, so I have different people too argue or agree with every day so it's always fun dave Um, there's something i noticed from last week too do you want to actually give your facebook name out so that people can find you or not because otherwise talking about it doesn't make any sense david lee blevins there you go my full name guys all right that's what i was checking on (laughs) it'll probably be a picture of me on a dirt bike that's me so yeah uh rate and review the show um share what you see um maybe send in a couple of suggested uh conversation additions for old Ian to, yeah anything else for him just kind of building off what dave said go talk to your favorite bands or the bands that we have talked about on the show that we love that we haven't had on ian hates conversations reach out to them and say hey i would love to hear you on ian hates conversations like that's yep. a good way to do it when people hear yeah, really yeah that they want to hear you and that you know they want to hear me do the talk and everything they enjoy that so that's one thing rate and review the show for sure five stars please if not then don't fucking rate it but five stars do it (laughs) yeah don't do it we're setting up right now kelly is doing a lot of behind the scenes work it's great to have help with that so we've got merch coming dave's had a hand in that as well plus we're going to be doing patreon tiers patreon.com slash ian hates i think there's going to be some really interesting stuff there I've got a ton of Ian Hates conversations coming, a bunch that needed like extra special work on them. So hopefully I'll be able to put them out very soon. You know, if my voice sounds really tired tonight, possibly it's because I just did an Ian Hates conversations right before the show. So definitely more stuff coming. Follow, like, and share Twitter, Instagram at Ian Hates podcast, Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates. And you can email me, ianhates at gmail.com. Don't forget, we still have all of the tiered giveaways. I have not seen the amount that I thought I was going to for people <laughs> to like and follow. Apparently, people don't want prizes. Oh, damn. Yeah. If that's the way people want it, that's the way people want it. So <laughs> if you do want those prizes, though, make sure to go to Instagram and Facebook and follow and like the show tell all your friends tell people this show can be much bigger we've got a lot of stuff coming not only for the end of the month but then also for 2018 a lot of things you're going to be very interested in and i already made the announcements for ian hates conversations more coming so i'll leave you a little bit in suspense of that but yeah i'm done rambling i think and i love that this (laughs) is a shorter episode yep thank you (laughs) So, Dave, do you have any final words for everyone? I actually have one more final word here. I think everyone should pay attention to Ian's Instagram tomorrow because his water parks <laughs> bundle is showing up tomorrow. Ian, check the webcam so you have proof it's a 
Oh, delivered. Oh, damn. Tomorrow. All right. So pay attention to that. Don't be a douche and send people water park stuff. That's my final words. By the way, I was super proud of the opening from last week's show that I did. Yeah. <laughs> very, <laughs> very was, proud. It was good. Yeah, thank you. And then also literally today, I pulled up my timeline. And this was someone I happened to be following. Because, you know, you follow people, you see if they follow back. That way yep. you get someone who might be interested in the show. And I just pulled up my timeline. And some douche had written on his, not to me, it was just on his timeline, so it came up on mine. It said, if you think Austin, and obviously it's spelled that douchey way, if you think Austin is a terrible person, block and unfollow me. And I did it. (laughs) And I did it. Yep, I retweeted, and I said, done and done. Unfollow, (laughs) block. So, hey. Don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's time for me to say my final words. And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to So alright